0: Welcome into the Friday, April the 26th edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and as always, I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, Christian Wilkins, the two-time national champion defensive lineman of the Clemson Tigers, is now a Miami Dolphin. We'll get into every detail of his game and personality on this podcast, as well as recapping the rest of the first round and assessing the board for today rounds two and three of the 2019 nfl draft but first before any of that i kindly invite each and every one of you to please subscribe to the podcast on the new himalaya podcast app on the apple podcast app google play stitcher tuned in however you get your podcast go ahead and subscribe rate and review the show for us give me a follow on twitter it's at wingful nfl and yes, once upon a time, I was voted the best follow on all of Dolphins Twitter. You can follow the show at Locked On fins You guys gotta check out Lockedondolphins.com. We have the best, most consistent written content of any Dolphins blog out there, Lockedondolphins.com, as well as the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts, like the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast and the Draft Dudes podcast for all the coverage of this weekend's draft. We have a busy show. Let's jump right in. And first down in today's Locked on Dolphins podcast is brought to you by Zip Recruiter. And we're going to start here with stories from the first round of the draft. And the thing that I was most taken back by was the little amount of trades that occurred early on in this draft. I know it picked up later on, but typically early on in the draft, there is plenty of trades going on, whether it's a quarterback, a pass rusher, offensive line. We expected a lot of that. We heard about plenty of teams wanting to move back. It just never materialized, and it didn't happen for the Dolphins either, despite the fact that the offensive tackle slid down the board, which is storyline number two for me in this particular draft, and Miami had an option basically among all of the offensive linemen outside of Jonah Williams, who went off the board before the Dolphins picked. They could have had their choice of Jawan Taylor, Garrett Bradbury, they could have taken Chris Lindstrom, whatever they wanted to do on the offensive line, or trade back with those teams we talked about earlier on the podcast this week, the Vikings, the Panthers, the Texans, None of those teams came calling. The one trade that did happen early on came right in front of the Dolphins at pick number 10, and it was those Pittsburgh Steelers, and it was Devin Bush like we talked about. They just came up with Denver to make it happen in front of the Bengals, so the Dolphins don't get their trade back. They don't get the extra picks, and the defensive back glut I talked about on yesterday's podcast as well lasted late into the first round in its own right, too. And the last note here is the quarterbacks and how it didn't come off like everybody thought it would, even though this class, as we've talked about the entire time, the entire process of this draft, this class is not that good. And the NFL adhered to that by only taking Kyler Murray, number one, Daniel Jones, number six, which was... Wow, that was hilarious. I was laughing my ass off when he came off the board there to the Giants. And then, of course, later, Dwayne Haskins, number 15, to the Washington football team. And that leads us into the next segment here. The options that the Dolphins did not pursue in the first round with that first pick. Dwayne Haskins, the big one that everybody thought was going to be a miracle as he slides down the draft board to number 13. He's available. The Dolphins' supposed franchise quarterback staring them in the face. And what do they do? They show us they truly are committed to the 2020 draft class going after Tua Tonga vailoa Jake Fromm, Jordan Love, Justin Herbert, Whoever it is, they are all in on that class, and they proved that tonight by balking at Dwayne Haskins, a guy that I thought made some sense from the processing standpoint, from the mental side of the game, physically didn't love his game. I tried to love him more than I really felt like I did throughout the process of watching his tape, but I do think the Dolphins made the right decision to not give the keys over to Dwayne Haskins and then the next most popular option I think among Dolphins fans and Dolphins Twitter was the trade back I'm pretty surprised it didn't happen because I thought they could have moved back a few spots and still been in the running for Christian Wilkins but I think at the end of the day they were not willing to get out of this draft without Christian Wilkins if he felt them on the board right there it's very much like the Minka Fitzpatrick pick last year and Kevin Dern our friend of the podcast here said as much this is basically Kevin or this is basically Minka Fitzpatrick on the defensive line the other options for me Or Jawan Taylor, who is still on the board. We'll talk about that later and Jeffrey Simmons out of Mississippi State, who comes off the board at number 19 to the Tennessee Titans. And this draft was a lot of fun. They always are. I missed about the last half of it. I was watching it in the background as I prepared this podcast as well as the piece up on LockedOnDolphins.com titled, What Are the Dolphins Getting in Christian Wilkins? Go ahead and check that out. We're going to talk about it here in segment number two. But we come back here to the overall takeaways from the Dolphins pick In Christian Wilkins, the defensive lineman, number 42 for the Clemson Tigers, a four year graduate there at Clemson with multiple degrees. We're going to talk about that stuff here in just a second, but I want to talk about how this pick and talking about how it is Minka Fitzpatrick basically part two on the defensive line shows you this shift in culture, and we probably should have known this all along. I tweeted about it back in February, I think it was, that if you put a gun to my head, the pick I would make right now for Miami, maybe not my choice, but the pick I think they would make, it was Christian Wilkins. You have that relationship with Marion Hobby, the Dolphins defensive line coach who recruited him to Clemson. That was an obvious dot to connect the blue blood program we know miami sticks to that pretty much by the books in the first couple of rounds of the draft and throughout it for the most part the big time college programs wilkins checks that box and the character the quote the coaching staff he has at clemson the athletic traits the fact that he can collapse the pocket from the interior and maybe hopefully now with christian wilkins in miami ed oliver in buffalo and Quinn and Williams in the New York Jets. Hopefully, we can put an end to Tom Brady's career with some interior pressure with these three young faces, three fresh faces coming into the AFC East. And the last part of Christian Wilkins that I think really adhered Miami to going after the defensive lineman is the infectious personality and how he can have a reverberating effect across your locker room. He can galvanize a group and he can help make practice, the film sessions, the weight room. He can help make everything easier on your football team. Which- which we're going to talk about here in the next segment of the podcast, the Locked On Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. But first, while the Dolphins are busy adding new talent to their roster, you can too with Zip Recruiter. The NFL draft is one long interview process for the candidates and the teams. It's very challenging. It's very exhausting, just as hiring in the real world can provide those same challenges. It takes way too long. There are too many applicants. But ZipRecruiter makes it easy. At ZipRecruiter.com/slash locked on. You can expedite your hiring process and join the thousands of companies that connect their employees to qualified candidates all over the world with ziprecruiter.com slash locked on. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience to invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match, just like Christian Wilkins in Miami in the aqua and orange. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within a day. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Again, one more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I'll take a back seat with the old Crimson and Gray fight song and play Christian Wilkins' Clemson Tigers Tiger Rag fight song here as the Dolphins add Christian Wilkins to the defensive line. The Dolphins pluck the Clemson D lineman with the 13th pick in the draft in the 2019 NFL Draft. And he adds another impressive name to the resume of first round picks under Chris Greer's tutelage and watch here at the Miami Dolphins. And if he works out the way Laramie Tunzel and Minka Fitzpatrick have, or we think they will, the Dolphins are going to be in great position, both from a character and production standpoint. And with that, I want to go ahead and jump into this very lengthy, very research piece I have currently up on LockedOnDolphins.com. It's titled, What the Miami Dolphins Are Getting in Christian Wilkins, and I went through a bunch of podcasts, went through a bunch of quotes and stories from his days at Clemson, got quotes from his teammates, from his coaches, from high school coaches, even one from a elementary school principal because Christian Wilkins, once upon a time, taught a kindergarten class. We'll get into that. The long story short, I got everything you guys need on Christian Wilkins up on LockdownDolphins.com. Let's go ahead and start right there with that elementary school story because I think it's great. And it talks, or it points rather, to the type of character and the person that Christian Wilkins is as I'm looking at the picture right now of him coming out on the stage and doing a chest bump, a little side bump with Roger Goodell, pumped up, shedding some tears in his post-draft interview with Susie Kalber. Really cool to watch, really exciting to see the emotion that overcame this young man as he realized his lifelong dream today and becomes a Miami Dolphin. And let's actually go ahead and roll part of that interview now as I have it as part of my live broadcast feed from my Twitter timeline earlier on Thursday evening. Everything I imagine, I just can't wait to be a part of this league and, and be an ambassador for this league. This game so special, I love it so much, and it deserves to be played the right way and I'm going to do that in the league and nothing's gonna get everything out of me. You know, people talk about your uncommon maturity and your perspective on life. What shaped you? Hey, just my just my grandfather, man. He, he was the biggest influence in my life. i was so glad I had him in my life for 14 years. And so each and every day when I go on that field, I make sure I honor him every day and everything that I do. Beautiful, let's have a little fun. That D-line, that D-line, it's really emotional. And that's where the tears start, start to come in. Right he now? breaks down. This is really great, man. I'm just ready to tear this league up, become a part of something bigger than my soul. I know you guys are going to sit here and say, Travis, you just love every player the Dolphins bring in, but it's just really hard to not gravitate towards this guy, his infectious personality. You see it in the interview. You see it in the way he conducts himself in other interviews and with his teammates and his peers. It's really fun to watch, really fun to see, and I'm excited that he's now a Miami Dolphin. Let's go ahead and jump back into my article, and it starts with the Move the Sticks podcast interview with an elementary school principal who mentioned that Christian came there and taught substitute teaching one day at a kindergarten class because he was there for the kids not for the fanfare and he took the job very seriously and they talked about how that professionalism and that approach to that job and his workmanlike mentality is something that he brings to the football field every single day and it really resonates with his teammates at Clemson there and hopefully now with the Miami Dolphins. Wilkins also was awarded the National Football Foundation awarded him with the Walter Campbell trophy. It ranks as one of the college football's most sought after and competitive awards, recognizing individuals as the absolute best in the country for their combined academic success, football performance, and exemplary community leadership. They talk at length raving about Christian Wilkins and the young man that he is and that goes back to our entire theory our entire hypothesis that Brian Flores and Chris Greer who said it themselves at the combine, at the pro days at the voluntary mini camps every time they spoke they talked about character being a huge, huge aspect the ability to communicate that's what Christian Wilkins is he's a leader on that Clemson football team he was the one that took Trevor Lawrence aside took him to breakfast after he earned the starting quarterback job at Clemson earlier the season and took him to breakfast and basically just got him in the right headspace and said hey you're our guy going forward We're going to rely on you. I can be here for you as your leader, as your captain. And Trevor Lawrence mentioned how big that was to him. The other teammates on his Clemson football team talk about how he comes to work every single day and does it with a smile on his face and a couple of jokes. He says, Trevor Lamar, the linebacker says, it's always great to have the guy with the jokes when everyone's dead tired and you don't know how you're going to get through the next period or the next rep. But having a guy like Christian makes that easier. And Christian himself is well aware of the leadership skill set that he needs and how important it is on the football field. And he realizes that something that he had to develop throughout the course of his career. He says, quote, I feel like what makes me a good leader now is because I was a good follower when I was young. I did a good job of recognizing the aspects of people's leadership styles that I could take and the ones I could definitely leave and put my own twist on it. This guy is just as decorated as they come from the All-American Awards, the National Championships, the Walter Campbell Award there. But it's not just about the off-field prowess that makes him so special. He was Daniel Jeremiah's number 7th ranked prospect on the top 50 list he put out back in early April, talking about the solid size and athletic combination, the disruptive presence among Clemson's defensive line throughout his career. Against the pass has the quick hands and feet, which allow him to routinely win early in the down. He's at best when slanting and working through the edges of blockers. He isn't a powerful bull rusher. Against the run, he is much better on the backside, relies on quickness to slip blocks and does a good job of avoiding the cut blocks on the front side he will occasionally get too high and consequently get turned and dumped overall Wilkins has upside as a pass rusher and penetrator but you'll have to live with some of the deficiencies against the point of attack that's something that's kind of a different shift from what we expected with this defense that was supposed to be a two gapping eye discipline defense that's not really Wilkins' game so maybe he'll move across the defensive line I think he can play on the nose even at times the two technique the three technique, He can kick outside to the 5 technique and maybe now and then play defensive end out wide at 7 technique though I do question his overall effectiveness at this level, at that position. I think his best spot will be, as a three technique, just being an interior penetrator and a guy that can help you collapse the pocket and provide penetration against the run game, something he did with spades in college football. He actually led all of college football with just .1 yards allowed per tackle. That's the average depth of tackle when he was the one making a play, led all of college football in that stat. So you know he has the quickness, Going back to more Jeremiah quotes, he says this, or Bucky Brooks, rather, of the Move the Sticks podcast says, you just don't see guys this talented and that athletic up front. He can play anywhere from the zero tech to the nine tech. He can play over the nose all the way outside and play defensive end. He has outstanding first step quickness, balance, and body control. And Jeremiah mentioned he thinks he is one of the 10 best players in this entire draft. You go back to his high school coach, Gary Dowdy of Wil- of Farming- Framington, Massachusetts, easy for me to say, who tells a great story story about the first time he met Christian as a freshman. He put him into the practice against his two-time captain offensive lineman, and Christian made the kid cry. He whooped his butt so bad. Great story there. Tom Lugenbill, ESPN's lead recruiting analyst at ESPN.com, talked about meeting Christian Wilkins throughout the course of the high school process and into the Under Armour All-American game. He said the first thing they ask for when a kid comes from an area not known for football, so your Georgias, your Floridas, your Texas, your Californias, Does he dominate the competition? The answer was unequivocally yes, he does. And then in the Under Armour All-American game, he was dominant both at tackle and end, whipping the best high school players in the country. He plays all over the field. He plays in the kicking game on offense. There's some great clips of him playing fullback. He loves the weight room. He has a galvanizing force that rallies the troops and makes the grind for all those guys easier. His football character is, quote, off the charts. So he's literally checking all those boxes. He was also the fourth highest pass rush grade among interior defensive linemen, per pro football focus in college football last year and the third best against the run in that same category via PFF grades. I've talked about the fact that he played end and tackle. I still think his best position will be at the three technique. He does lose a little bit of his juice when he gets fatigued in the games, which could be an issue in Miami right away. Obviously can get washed out by blocks or slide right down the line of scrimmage and out of the play. He is capable of playing with heavy hands and does have an arsenal of moves as a pass rusher. He does need refinement however. however. However, after he loses the rep initially and needs to reposition his hands, his combine numbers go as follows. He was six foot three, 315 pounds with 31 and a half inch arms, nine and three quarter inch hands, a 5.04 40 yard dash, 28 bench reps, a 30 inch vert jump, 107 inch broad jump and a 4.55 short shuttle. And if you guys want to check out this article up on LockedOnDolphins.com, there's some great videos I provided via other Twitter accounts. I didn't have time to make the videos tonight. I probably will do some of that on Twitter going forward, as well as Chris Greer's introductory PC talking about Christian Wilkins' place on this football team and why they made the decision to make him the pick at number 13. On the next side of the podcast, we're going to come back here and get you guys prepped for day two today as rounds two and three, those crucial rounds of the draft, will happen tonight on Friday night. We'll do that next Locked On Dolphins podcast at Wingful NFL at Locked On Fins. Just a little bit disappointed that the Dolphins didn't pick up an extra draft pick for today because I think the talent left on this board is really difficult to ignore and really fantastic as far as positions of need for the Dolphins and the players that we've talked about on this podcast at this potential pick number 48 in this draft. Miami could really hit a home run if they hit this pick as well as I think they did the Christian Wilkins pick. That one, more of a no-brainer. This one, I think, could be difficult, but there is a lot of good talent left on this board. I don't think they'll trade up now like I thought they might if they would have acquired more picks, though the talent there on the board is fantastic, and you could really get up there and get yourself an additional first-round player if you did make a move up the board on day number two, but I just don't think they have the capital to do that. If this board goes terribly and all these guys I'm gonna mention here come off right away, I think we could see them move back and try to recoup maybe a round three pick maybe a fourth round pick I'm not sure somewhere along the line they might consider trading back and getting more draft picks because they couldn't accomplish it in the first round as I was told by multiple sources they wanted to do on Thursday in this draft how much validity is there to that I'm not really sure because I think Christian Wilkins could have gone off the board on the very next pick to the Atlanta Falcons Obviously, Miami didn't let that happen. They got their guy, and they're happy with it. We should be happy with it. Let's go ahead and preview this day two, though, because I'm looking at a list of players that you guys have heard me talk about a lot, and I'm going to start with a guy that I wanted in the first round, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the safety out of Florida. Darnell Savage, as well as Jonathan Abram, two really good players in their own right, went off the board in the first round and left CGJ on the board. A great compliment to Minka Fitzpatrick. Allows you to be interchangeable on defense with your safeties and not tip your hand towards zone or man coverage. He would be a fantastic addition to play two deep, cover three, cover one, whatever you want to do. He gives you ultimate flexibility. He's my top guy left for the Dolphins at pick 48. Jawan Taylor made it out of the top 10 out of the first round altogether. I didn't see that coming. I thought he was going to be a top 10 pick for sure. He'd be a great add there, but I'm certain somebody will take him off the board early and maybe even trade up to go get him. Chase Winovich is still there. That surprised me. I thought he would go off the board late in the first round. He's a, just like Christian Wilkins in the character standpoint. I think he'd be right in line with what the Dolphins are looking for. Dalton Reisner, the right tackle out of Kansas State, can play some center as well. We talked about Quinn and Williams as well as Ed Oliver now being in the division. The Dolphins are going to have to get stronger up the middle. They could go with Dalton Reisner, who has a nasty mentality and a big-time finisher, or they could go with Eric McCoy, the center out of Texas A&M, who has a similar mentality and could help at that position. Cody Ford out of Oklahoma, he's still there. He's a good right tackle prospect, maybe even a guard prospect. You have flexibility there if you draft him. At cornerback, Greedy Williams. We talked about it from Albert Breer, saying the fact that he maybe has some red flags with the character. Maybe he's a little bit business decision making when it comes to tackling on the back end. He makes it out of the first round. He could be a man cover corner in this defense. And and really help you solidify Xavier and Howard. I was shaky on greedy in the first round, but taking him in round two that would make a lot of sense. Even more sense for me is the Temple Corner, Rocky Sin. If he falls to that spot, I would be all over him as well. Another safety, Virginia's Juan Thornhill, that range to play that cover one safety back there and free up Minka Fitzpatrick to come down in the slot. He has the explosive combine metrics and it shows up on tape. He can fly all over the football field just as another safety, Nasir Adderley, who a lot of people had pegged as a first round draft pick. He does similar work as far as moving around the backfield, taking the football away. He can funnel coverage into certain ways into certain directions rather just by the way he baits quarterbacks he is an impressive player there out of Delaware and lastly the defensive end Charles Amenahu out of Texas Kevin Dern's guy LJ Collier out of TCU would have been a great option here but he comes off the board in the first round Kevin's not too thrilled about that Might get him on tomorrow's podcast to talk more about this class and these defenders the Dolphins could add. But Charles who I think, would be a great addition right there at pick 48 out of Texas for this Dolphins defensive line that still needs more help. I think the interior right now is going to look very solid going forward. I'm a big fan of what Christian Wilkins is, obviously. I think Vincent Taylor can bounce back and have a really nice year for the Dolphins and maybe even get a second contract, just as Devon Godshaw could inside. It looks a lot better now when you drop in a guy like Christian Wilkins and makes everything else on the defensive line just seem better. The last note I have here today is the Josh Rosen notes and the trade talks that really heated up throughout the course of Thursday. Jeff Darlington went on ESPN on air and talked about how Miami was trying to trade back, get more picks, and use those picks to trade for Josh Rosen. It didn't materialize that way. I think the Cardinals have a lack of leverage right now in this position, and I'm kind of scared of Josh Rosen from a locker room cancer slash poison personality standpoint because this is a guy that we've heard about in the past. Maybe he isn't the most coachable. Maybe he doesn't work hard enough. Maybe he isn't the most likable guy. And the Cardinals, because of that, they can't have that around Kyler Murray in their quarterback room. They don't really have any room to work with here, so the Dolphins, if they're going to make a move, which I don't want them to still, should lowball the shit out of the Cardinals and try to go in that direction. That should be a good spot to end the podcast. If you guys were a fan of the live videos on Twitter, I really enjoyed doing those. I think I'm probably going to do them again on Friday for today's Day two, rounds two and three of the draft. We are going to come back again on the podcast tonight, running it all back on the write-ups and the podcast, talking about the two new Dolphins, maybe more Dolphins than that if they trade back. We will see. Do it all again with you guys tonight, a late night Friday night. Can't wait to talk more NFL Draft, more Dolphins football. But as for today's podcast, that is going to be my time. If you have a smart speaker in your car, tell it to play Locked On Dolphins podcast and pull the podcast up right away. Also, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on the new Himalaya podcast app. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Check out the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Give me a follow on Twitter. It's at Wingful NFL. Follow the show at Locked On Fins. Keep up to date on the Daily Dolphins blog and all your draft hit content needs at Locked On. Dolphins.com. You guys have a great rest of your night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow for another edition of the Lockdown Dolphins podcast, your daily dose for Miami Dolphins football.